I want you to know it doesn't tap God. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. It isn't difficult for God to bring healing. So many times when we see healings done by Jesus in the scriptures, and I want to say this to you as kindly as I can, I make no apology for telling you that a key feature of Jesus' ministry while he was here on earth is healing. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that God is here? The kingdom of heaven is here and he's a healer. He is able to do that without difficulty. And he would do it just to speak a word and healing would come. He would touch somebody and healing would come. He even raised the dead with his voice. This, we're talking about the kingdom of God here. We're talking about the power here and the Savior who is part of it. And folks, please don't lose sight of the fact that Jesus is a healer. He has authority and power over any disease, any sickness, any condition. So what is the disease that you may have? What have doctors told you? I want you to know that it's not greater than Jesus Christ. I want you to hear that to me or this morning. I want you to understand that we serve a God who is able to do the impossible and bring healing in people's bodies. I will tell you that his primary concern for any person is not their physical healing, but their spiritual condition and their eternal soul. He is more concerned with your eternity than he is with the here and now. That's why eventually all of us will die unless the rapture happens. I'm okay with the rapture route. Okay, if Jesus wants to come back and and he wants to split the eastern sky and a trumpet goes off and I lose gravitation and my body is instantly changed and I get to fly to him to the sky. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, but I'm going to tell you something. I mean this sincerely. I'm good with the day that is a sign for me, appointed for me, for me to leave this body behind and to join him in death. Because it won't be death except for my body dying and I'll be with him in eternity. And all of the suffering or pain or whatever sickness that will take me out will be gone in an instant in a twinkling of an eye. Why? Because he may not heal me here on earth. He may choose to heal me up in glory with him. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, primarily Jesus is concerned with your soul. And he loves you. While I'm talking about healing, I want you to know, and I, I, I am so thrilled to be able to give this good news to you, is that God not only can heal broken bodies, but he heals broken hearts and spirits as well. Amen. When we are crushed, God steps in if we let him. And he brings peace and comfort. He is the God of all comfort. Praise God, he's a healer. He can help us get past things. I have talked to some people who have been able to forgive horrible things done against them through the power of our healing Savior. Amen. God has healed hearts of people who have been wronged, been betrayed, been been crushed by other people. And God has enabled them to miraculously find the strength to have love and forgiveness for somebody. It didn't come from them. It came from the kingdom of heaven. There's power and authority in the kingdom if we tap into it. That's such good news, my friends. The good news for us here today is that God heals. And so 
many people have said to me, well, if God heals, why are there so many people in pain right now? If, why is there so much suffering? Why is it that some aren't healed right now? Why doesn't he sweep through the hospitals and the other places in the world and heal everyone? There's just a couple of things that I will say about it, but primarily I want to see say this. Look at this passage of Scripture, and you will see that the people who were healed were the people who came to him. The kingdom of heaven is here, but God isn't going to force you to join him or to come to him. Those who had the boldness to believe that Jesus could heal them came, and Jesus healed them. There's a principle there, my friends. If we sit around just hoping, that's okay. You can do that, but there's a much better step. You can step up to Jesus Christ and know that he has authority and power. And you say, oh, Lord, I'm trusting you with my life. I'm asking you for healing. And it's okay to ask God to heal you. Are you broken emotionally? It's okay to say that to God. Say, Lord, look at all the pieces. Look at the mess that my life is. God knows how to pick them all up and help you find healing. Sometimes he'll walk you through a process, but he brings healing. If you are physically facing something that doctors can't fix, I want you to know that there's power and authority in the word of Jesus Christ. And he's greater than all of these maladies that we can face. I've been tempted when I've been thinking about this, you know, and I will tell you, I've, I've experienced physical healing myself because I came to him. Uh, there's, there's a story I, I, I'm a little bit reluctant to share. I'll share it very quickly because I might have even talked about this before. One of the things that needs healing is my memory. But, but, um, and all the people said, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Stop it. So, so <laughs> there was a time in, uh, when I was on a staff of a large church. And, and um, every Sunday, every single Sunday, I was part of the worship team. And I, you, most of you who know me, know I love to sing. And I sing in the key of sissy. And, and I love to sing high. I think it takes a real man to sing high notes. It, it's easy to sing low notes. So, so anyway... Every every week I would come in, I'd be part of the worship team, and Monday through Wednesday could not speak above a whisper. And I kept having problems, and I didn't really feel sick, but my throat would be incredibly sore. I didn't know what was going on. So finally I went and talked to my general physician, and, and they referred me to an ENT person. They, they shoved something up my nose and down my throat to look at my vocal cords. Great experience. Awesome. So what they discovered is on my vocal cords, I had some very large legions, lesions on my vocal cords. And um, they, they were called screamers, something. Anyway, I had damaged my vocal cords over years of singing and preaching. And he basically looked at me and he said, look, Ken, he says, there's combination working here. You have acid reflux. That's hurting you. But... The other thing is just the way you use your voice, apparently, and you've damaged your vocal cords, and the remedy is is iffy, and it's surgery. I'll have to go in. I'll have to operate on your vocal cords. And I went out of that doctor's office with that news, and I kind of kept it to myself. Of course, I shared it with Darlene. But I went to staff meetings, and one day on a, in a staff meeting, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and said, Ken, when are you going to ask me to heal you? 
Can I be honest with you and tell you that as a pastor, it just felt awkward for me to be asking God for anything? And I know that's wrong and it was prideful. I know that now. And and then the, I kind of said that in my mind. Well, Lord, you know, I want you to heal other people. I, you know, I, I'm not trying to get healed. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me how selfish that was. And said to me, Ken, I want you to trust me for healing. And then he laid it on my heart in a staff meeting um, while we were together before we had prayer. He says, ask them to anoint you and trust me to heal you. And I, I was not talking above a whisper that day. And I explained my situation. I told them what the doctor had said. I had a follow-up appointment scheduled and, because he wanted to look in it again and all this fun stuff. So I said, I said to the, the staff, fellow staff members, pastors, I said, this is my need. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is challenging me to trust him, to, to, to be healed, trusting God to heal me. And they anointed me with oil, and they prayed for me. And my throat was still sore when we were done, and, and um, I still couldn't talk. But I will tell you, the next morning, I woke up, and my throat was 100% uh, without pain. There was no pain in it, and I was speaking as clearly as I'm speaking to you now. I went to my follow-up visit uh, just a few days later, and he did that lovely thing again where he looked down to any any. I heard him go, hmm, and he's looking around, poking this thing around. I'm just, please hurry, in my heart, you know. And he's, he's doing that for a few, it felt like hours, probably just a moment or two. And he finally pulled it all out. And he said, well, Ken, I don't know what to say. I don't see anything. You have perfectly healthy vocal cords. And he said, I'm kind of surprised that the medicine worked so well so fast. It was less than a week. And I looked at him. I said, Doc, I said, that wasn't medicine. The Lord healed me. He's healed my throat. And he says, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I said, that's okay. You have evidence right in front of you. But you can believe what you want. If you think Prilosec healed me, go ahead. And that's what I said to him. I wasn't nasty. But I said, you have evidence right here. And you're a scientist, so you figure it out. I said, I know what healed me. It wasn't the oil that they put on me. It was the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power. The kingdom of heaven has a healer. His name is Jesus, and he can heal whenever he wants to heal. And so I say all of that to say to you that I imagine I could ask for a show of hands this morning, and there would be many hands who would go up and say, I'm a believer. I came to Jesus. He healed me supernaturally. He did something for me. And I'm just saying to you, that's the kingdom of heaven. And that's good news, isn't it, today? Aren't you glad that we serve a God who isn't impotent, but we serve a God who is mighty to save? And is able to heal us. Please also notice with me that Jesus listed in, in these people who were healed, the paralytics and people with severe pain, listed in here are the demon-possessed. People with, who are possessed by demons are in bondage. And some are deeply in the throes of the power of the enemy. I personally am convinced that people who have bad chemical um, addictions are are being are being kept in bondage by demonic power. 
I think demonic power is behind behind chemical addictions. I truly do. I lived with it in my home. I watched it happen. I saw the bondage that my mother was in, and I knew what it took to break the power of all of that. And folks, she went through rehab. She went into hospitals. She was months clean. And the day she came out, got high and messed up again because she was deeply addicted and in the bondage of, and, and possessed by Satan or, or by demons who were keeping her prisoner. But praise God, Jesus sets demoniacs free with the word. He sets them free and he breaks the chains. He takes care of that by his power. That's the authority and that's the power of the kingdom of heaven. I love the hymn that was written by Charles Wesley, Oh, for a thousand tongues. And just because I like to do it and because my vocal cords still work, I want to sing to you just a little bit of this wonderful hymn. Oh, for a thousand tongues who sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears. Tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets a prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood avail for me. He breaks the power of canceled sin, brothers and sisters. He breaks the chains. He sets people free. Finally, the good news of the kingdom is that God is impartial. This is such great news. Our text this morning tells us that people from all around the region. Not just Jewish people, but from other countries came to hear him, came to be ministered to by him and were healed by him and blessed by him. The good news of the kingdom of heaven is that it is open for everyone. God so loved the entire world. That he sent his only begotten son. There is a word used in scripture. I don't see it anywhere else. I imagine it's used somewhere maybe in Shakespeare. But here's one of my favorite words in scripture. Whosoever. Whosoever will can come to the Lord and he will forgive them. I love that he said that if anyone comes to him, he in no way, in no wise would ever cast them out. If you humble yourself before the king of kings, you can be part of the kingdom of God. And God doesn't care about who we are before we come to him. He just cares that we will put our trust in him. No matter what your, your ethnicity, your race, your skin color, your gender, your age, your social economic standing, your educational level, your rank or your accomplishments or your talents or your abilities or your intellect, God's kingdom is open to you. If you will just come. All of the measurements of a person's worth and significance 
that the worldly kingdom uses are set aside by God because he opens his arms wide to anyone who will come to him. He's impartial. He values every one of us like he values Jesus Christ, his own son. It's a powerful, wonderful thing. If you come to him, no matter who you are, where you've been, what you've been through, how filthy you are, what you've done, he will receive you if you come to him wanting to be healed. In God's kingdom, every person is loved and valued. Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven right here. He regularly taught that anyone who comes can be brought in. That's good news. So have you come to Jesus? Have you ever humbled yourself before the king? Have you trusted him to break your chains of sin? He, have you joined his kingdom? The kingdom of heaven is right here. If you have joined the kingdom of heaven, brothers and sisters, you have a whole lot of reason to be grateful today. Amen. It's still good news. And there are a few of you sitting here. And I love you because you're my brother or you're my sister. You're a believer. And you know that you are, there's no doubt. But there are a few of you here who needed to be reminded of the good news. You needed to be reminded that God has come. You needed to be reminded that he heals. And you needed to be reminded that God's impartial and that you have a hope. You have reason to rejoice today. In a few minutes, we're going to serve the Lord's Supper. It's a sacrament. It's a holy uh, act. It's it's something that God wants to do for you and in you. And this is meant to be shared for people who know Jesus Christ. If up to now you haven't given yourself to Jesus, you haven't trusted him to forgive your sins, or if you're not sure, I want you to know you can come and you can be sure. You can have no doubt about it because Jesus will make sure of that for you. Folks, he's a good good father and we celebrate fathers today but we celebrate the good good father our heavenly father and he welcomes anyone who comes he is a healer that's good news we're going to participate in this exclusively kingdom of god thing the lord's supper this is the communion meal as god intended for only god's kingdom people of his kingdom And people who participate, the Bible says, in this meal, in this sacrament, people who participate in an unworthy manner, meaning it's glib to them, meaning they're just eating a piece of bread and drinking a little bit of juice and not giving thought of it. People who do that are eating and drinking damnation to themselves. So I share with you today, as you receive these elements, see them for what they are, for what Christ intended. On the night that he was betrayed, he celebrated one last Passover with his disciples in an upper room. They had no idea when the meal started that in hours they would watch the Savior of the world die. And as they were there, they finished the Passover, and Jesus made a transition. And he began what we know and I've talked to you about as the new covenant. And Jesus after the meal was done, took bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take this and eat. This is my body that is broken for you. And they took the bread in their hands that is the body of Christ and they consumed 
And then following that, he took the chalice or the, the, the cup of wine, the fruit of the vine. And he showed it to them and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant, his blood. He says, drink this. And as often as you do, you think about me. You remember me. And today there is no more beautiful way to commune with God and do a kingdom thing than there is to share in this meal that we call the Lord's Supper. Pastor Michelle is going to help me. And in just a moment, ushers are going to come and help us distribute these elements together. Ushers, if you will come forward at this time. I'm going to ask you to receive these elements, both the bread and the fruit of the vine. And I'm going to ask you to just hold on to them until we all take them together. Start with the bread and then the the juice will disseminate it. Let's be in a worshipful attitude as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper together. Are gluten-free, so you don't have to be concerned about that.
was the night that he was betrayed. Jesus instituted this beautiful meal. Again, the disciples had no clear understanding when Jesus took the bread and broke it and gave it to them and said, this is my body broken to you for you. At the moment that they consumed it, they had no clear understanding that in just a few hours, they would see him hanging on a cross and watch him crucified. Today, as we partake of this, we know, we know that the body of Christ was broken. The body of Christ was given for us. That this was a sacrifice just so that we could have right relationship with God. This is a kingdom thing. Let's eat together and be thankful and remember. Jesus did take the cup and he said this is the blood of the new covenant and I'm sure that that sounded a little bit odd to them and again they had no real concept when they consumed the wine that Jesus gave to them and said this is my blood they had no real concept that in a matter of an hour or two they would be watching their savior hanging on a cross losing his blood He shed his blood, and it was a great exchange. The Savior took the punishment for the life we lived and suffered on the cross in our stead. And he gave to us the perfect life that he lived, and the consequences are we don't get punished for our sins. He took it. His blood covers them. So this morning, let's drink this and be grateful to the Lord. I ask you to hang on to your little cups and then on your way out, the ushers will have a way for you to just uh, get rid of them as you go out. I just thought it'd be an appropriate thing for us to praise God together. Folks, the kingdom has come. The kingdom of God is here. God is with us. And he's a healer. And he's not partial. He loves every one of you with the same amount of love as he loves anyone else. Isn't that powerful today? Praise God for being a good, good father. I don't know if you know this song uh, that he's been playing, but I just want to sing a little bit of a chorus to it. Andrew, are you able to kind of strum that out for me? I know you're doing the great pick job and all this. He put a loop in, but I would love to just sing that chorus. He's a good, good father. And when you're ready, Andrew, you can help us with this. Father, that's who you are, that's who you are, that's who you are, and I'm loved by you, and loved by you, that's who I am, that's who I am, that's who I am, you're a good, good father, you're a good, good father, that's who you are, that's who you are, that's who And I'm loved by you That's who I am That's who I am That's who I am You're perfect You are perfect in all of your ways Once again You are perfect in all of your ways You're perfect 
You are perfect in all of your ways to us. To us. Listen one more time. You are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are, and I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. Father, we thank you. You are a good, good father, and we love you. Thank you for loving us.